Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Christian Teen Talk with Keely Loy, where we talk about being a Christian teen in a rapidly changing society. Guys, I am so excited right now because today we are starting a three-part series called Where Do I Begin? This series is perfect for you if you are new in your faith and you have no idea where to begin, or if you are simply looking into growing in your faith. Today's episode, I have my good friend Kristen Raby with me to talk all about diving into the Bible and the importance of prayer. And guys, Kristen speaks with so much wisdom in this episode. Believe me, you are in for a good one. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for having me, Keely. Yes, of course. So let's just dive in with the first question. What is the Bible and why should we read it as believers? Okay, so for this, what is the Bible? Um, well, in 2 Timothy uh, chapter 3, verse 16 and 17, it says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may, may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. So the Bible is given to us by inspiration of God. And if you take that phrase um, by inspiration of God and you take it back to the original language, which is Greek, the word, I cannot pronounce it, but I will spell it for you, is T-H-E-O-P-N-E-U. S-T-O-S, and it literally means God breathed, and this is the only place that this particular word is used in the Bible, and this word is only used to describe scripture. So, scripture is literally God's words to us. So, why would it be important for us to read as Christians? Well, to start off, it tells us in verse 17 that the word of God, uh, will help make us complete and it will thoroughly equip us for every good work. Um, and then you can look at 2 Timothy 2.15 and it talks about us as believers being diligent and present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And so how do you rightly divide the word of truth? You need to be familiar with it and you need to get in. You need to get into it daily. Wow, that is so good. Where can people start in the Bible? Um, Where's a good starting point to read? Okay, so what I would suggest to you, if you're a new believer or if you aren't a believer but you're just curious, I would start with the book of John. Um, The book of John is one of the four Gospels. It is written by John, the disciple of Jesus Christ. And John was written for the sole purpose of... to show Christ's deity. And so it is an eyewitness account. It's very easy to read and it will take you through Jesus's earthly ministry. And then once you have read that, it springboards easily into reading the other gospels, which you're going to notice the other gospels are going to tell some of the same stories, but they're going to be from different perspectives. And that's just one of the neat things about our God is he is telling us the same thing, but he's telling us through the lens of different people. Um, And so you could finish with the Gospels and then just move on and go through the New Testament. Acts will be the history of the church and then the epistles will be letters to churches 
or to believers. Now, if you want to tackle Revelation, go for it. But then once you've read um, those Gospels, when you go back and read the Old Testament, it'll be easier for you to identify those prophecies that are talking about Jesus. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're reading the Old Testament first, you may not catch some of those things. But if you've already read the Gospels, it could help you out. Moving on to the topic of prayer, what is it and why do we need to do it? Okay, this was like the hardest question that you gave me. Yes. Um, n- not because it's really hard. It's I'm a, I like clear defined answers. And if you go to the Bible and you say, what is prayer? Mm-hmm. It's not like you can find a verse that says this is prayer. Yes. But prayer is definitely evident in both the New and Old Testament. Um, and it's in reference just with a communication between God and man. Um And then as far as the why do it, um, the best example I could find is that Jesus did it while he was here on earth. And if we are Christians, our biggest goal in life, not through works, but um, through God sanctifying us for us to be like Christ. And prayer was a part of Christ's life. You'll see many times in in the gospels where Christ goes off to pray. And then in Luke chapter 11, verse 1 through 4, and in Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 through 13, Jesus' disciples ask him, teach us to pray. And he says, when you pray, pray like this. And he gives us the Lord's prayer. And so obviously, if Jesus is taking time out in his ministry to teach us to pray, it is obviously a very important walk in our spiritual life. Wow, that is so good, Kristen. I really like how you mentioned that we should inspire to be like Christ. In fact, Leslie Ludy said this beautiful quote. The question so many of us ask today is, who am I? But that's not the question we should be asking. The question we should be asking is, who is he? Because who he is, is who I want to be. And that is so good. And something we should be asking when we are reading the Bible is, who he is because just like she said that is who we want to be and just like Kristen said earlier Jesus prayed and because Jesus prayed that is exactly why we should want to pray we are now going to break down first Thessalonians 5 16 through 18 to show why we should always rejoice pray without ceasing and give thanks I will first read the verses rejoice always pray without ceasing and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. As Christians, we can rejoice always because our joy isn't based on things around us, but in God. We are given an amazing tool to talk to our God, and that is prayer. Praying without ceasing is having that constant communication with God every day. And everything give thanks. We don't give thanks for everything, but in everything. And isn't that just so beautiful? For me, uh, when I read uh, verse 16, rejoice always, I immediately think of the count in Acts 5, verses 40 and 41. And um, it's after, I believe Peter um, was, Peter, it's two of the disciples, um, were beaten for uh, preaching Jesus and him crucified. And um, 
They departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. And that's just a perfect example of what you said, Keely. Um, and I love that God gives us examples of that so that it's not just you're going through this hard time and God says, just rejoice through it. He shows us where others have done it. Um, and then pray without ceasing. Um, this can be a difficult one, but um, I feel like it means being persistent and consistent in your prayer life. And Jesus gives us examples of this right after the Lord's Prayer in Luke chapter 11. He then is going to tell us two parables. And the first is the parable of the persistent friend. And we know that he's speaking about prayer because that's just what he was teaching his disciples to do. And he talks about this person who's coming to his friend for help. And the friend says, go away. I'm in bed. My children are asleep. Um, but that friend just stands there knocking at the door. And the the person is going to get up out of bed and go help them because that person is being persistent. And then right after that, he tells us the parable of, or not a parable, but tells us about a good father and how much... Um, if we as sinful men do good things for our children, how much more will our Heavenly Father do if we ask? And then the last thing, being thankful always. Um, I just immediately thought of the uh, hymn, Count Your Blessings. And verse 2 of that hymn says, Are you ever burdened with a load of care? Does the cross seem heavy you were called to bear? Count your many blessings, every doubt will fly. And you will be singing as the day goes by. And I can think of this so many times in my life when um, something was going wrong. And if you just sit there and focus on those things, they will weigh you down. And they will feel like they're going to crush you. Um, a little bit of backstory: I lost, me, my husband and I lost our first daughter um, when she was just four months old. And so I can remember these times thinking that that would crush us. But when you start and, and you think of all the things that you have to be thankful for, just, I mean, we don't realize how blessed we are to just have been born in this country. And our worries, what are they? That we might not get the car we want. We might not get the jeans we want. But y'all, how much do we have in our closets? Like, because we have so much. It's, I never think, oh, am I going to be hungry today? And those are just little things that God does. And that's not even the tip of the iceberg, what he's done for us as far as eternal life. Um, but if you will stay in that attitude of gratefulness and thankfulness, it, it will take care of so much of the other worries that you have if you will just focus on the things that Christ has done for you. Mm -hmm. That is so good. So what is a good way to start praying in your opinion? Okay, so prayer... Um, I have some tools that I would use because uh, prayer can be hard uh, when you're starting out. If you're going from nothing, it can seem daunting and it is hard for me to stay focused. So I write. I um, highly encourage anyone to keep a prayer journal. Um, it helps me to stay focused on what I'm doing. And also it's amazing to go back and it will help with that persistence and consistency because you can go back and see what you're praying and you will I have been more persistent and consistent when I am journaling another there are plenty of Bible studies um, on prayer I have only done one and I absolutely love it and it is called whispers of hope by Beth Moore 
I believe it's either 60 days or 90 days that you devote to prayer. And it has a very short um, Bible study with each day. So nothing too overwhelming because your main focus on this study is going to be your actual prayers. It has a place to journal and it uses this really cool acronym, PRAISE. Um, and that's how she walks you through to model your prayers. Um, and then they're praying the scripture. Psalms is a good one. You can go look and find some of David's prayers and I pray them and apply them to my life. And then there's other books that I have not, um, dove into, but there's other books of like, uh, strong Christians and their prayers. Um, and you can find those books and help, uh, draw inspiration from them. That is so good. Another good acronym to pray is pray, which is praise, repent, ask, and yield. I think this is a really good and simple way to start praying. I know you just talked about the Beth Moore prayer study, which is so good. What are some other resources that you can get for getting into the Bible and for prayer? Okay, so things that really helped me get into reading the Bible. Um, I feel like my feeling of inadequacy is probably a very common one, that you just don't feel adequate um, to read the scripture. And I just want you to know that if you have the Holy Spirit, you are. You don't need a Bible study to read the Bible. However, I do like Bible studies. So I just want to throw that out there that you can definitely read the Bible on your own. And if you're going to go that route, I would say instead of think about if you're studying for a test, do you open the textbook and read the chapter once and you're done never to go back? Or if you're really trying to soak it in, do you take a small portion and meditate on that and read that over? If you're going to go through a Bible um, without the guide of anything else, that would be my suggestion would be slow. Maybe less is more. Um, if you're going to spend 20 minutes a day, maybe only do one chapter a week, but read that chapter every day and pray over it that God would reveal something to you. Um, that being said, what really got me started was Bible studies, um, through a church you trust, a Bible believing church, um, because there are false teachers out there. So you have to be aware. So no, when you are going through a Bible study, don't just assume because this person wrote a book that everything they say will be correct. You need to take everything and take it back to God's word. Um, you could follow along with a church reading plan if you just have nowhere to start. And then your pastor should be reading what you're reading. So if you're completely confused, you would have somebody who's read the same thing that day that you can go ask them. And I love online sermons. John MacArthur is one of my favorite preachers. Tony Evans is a fun one to listen to. Um, I also use Telling the Truth Ministries. They have an app. It is a father, son, and mother. And they have sermons over almost everything, and I love them. And that's Telling the Truth Ministries. It's a free app, and so I'll stream services or sermons on my phone. And then lastly, accountability um, is a big one. And I find that I need that quite a bit. So if you find someone, either someone that's discipling you is great, or even if you just have a friend that y'all are wanting to do this together, 
I would say if you're going to do that, make sure the friend wants the same things you do. Because sometimes it's hard if, like, you're tugging the friend along. That's not really going to help either of you. Um, You may discourage and burn that friend out, and then you're going to be discouraged because they're not in the same place that you are. So, um, that, and then the last thing, so we kind of already talked about prayer. Again, my biggest one's journaling. I would like to add some myself. I think YouTube is such a good place. There are so many good Christian YouTubers. Um, for an example, um, there is Celeste Rand. She put out a Bible study for James. So when I was going through James, I would read the chapter that whole week and just really dive into it. And then when the week was over, I would watch her videos. So um, YouTube is a really good resource to do stuff like that also. So there is an app called Prayer Me. Um, So just like journaling, but on your phone, of course, um, you write down all your prayers. It sets an alarm for you. So it reminds you um, at whatever time you want, hey, it's time to pray. Um, I think that's a really good one. That one really helped me in times, um, because just like Kristen said, I can kind of be scatterbrained when I start to pray. And so having all my, um, thoughts kind of in one place just was easier for me. There's also a podcast called Bible Recap. It's a daily podcast that aims to read through the entire Bible in a year. So if you prefer to listen to the Bible while you read it, this is an amazing resource. And I'm telling you, it is so good. Um, And then my words of encouragement, no matter where you are, just start. The important thing is to read your Bible and apply it. Um, Don't beat yourself up. I would say if you get behind in a reading plan, don't worry about it. Uh, We started a reading plan in 2019 to read the Bible in a year with my kids. We are in John right now in the middle of 2020, but you know what? We haven't stopped. We never put it down and said we're done. It may take us two years, but if you just keep going. So don't, I would not say if you're doing a reading plan and you miss five days, don't try to cram and catch up. Just be like, you know what? This reading plan's just been extended. And just keep going. Yes, that is so good. Well, thanks for having me, Keely. Yes, of course. Everything is linked in our show notes, which are at christianteentalkpodcast.blogspot.com. To stay connected with us, follow us on Instagram at christianteentalkpodcast. And lastly, we would love to know what you think about this podcast, so give us a rating and or review.